With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, family. God, welcome back to the Morning Devo. It's your brother, Sam Lopez, a.k.a. DJ Sam Rock. And we're here on the Blaze Bible Study. But this is the morning edition. So this is the Morning Devo. I try to do these Mondays through Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully, I'm going to be changing that to an earlier time slot. Pray for me because I'm, I'm not at all a night. I'm not all, not at all a morning person. I am a night owl um, by definition, right? Um, but God is good. He's faithful. And today, I just um, I was thinking earlier about a question that came up in my mind. And I, I was wondering, um, in this season that we're in right now, from the time of this recording, um, we're heading into the celebration of our Lord and our Savior, the Lord Jesus, the Christ, Amen, the Messiah, the Mashiach Magid, right? Um, his date of birth is unknown, right? The exact date. So we know it's not the 725th. Um, and that's a tradition of the United States, by the way. That's a traditional thing, um, pretty dominantly. Um, in the United States that we celebrate um, Christmas the way we do. But the date, like the exact date, I don't think is as important as the day that it happened. In other words, the Savior's birth, the virgin birth, is the most important thing. Not the date that it happened, if we don't know that. And I think because of things like traditions and the way we celebrate certain holidays, a lot of people stay away from our belief. A lot of people stay away from the Lord because of fear and doubt. Believe it or not, fear promotes doubt. Doubt is connected to fear. I'm saying that right. Fear promotes doubt and doubt is connected to fear. So today I'm going to be talking about fear and doubt on the Morning Devo. And I have two questions for you today. Two questions. I see you, Brother Ricky. God bless you. Good morning, my friend and my bro. It's good to see you. Thank you for hanging out with us for the morning devotional. Are doubt and fear connected? Think about it clearly before you answer. Are doubt and fear connected? What step of faith are you considering taking today? Today. And you know me. I like to not leave things for tomorrow. If you have an opportunity right now, today, to deal with your fear and deal with your doubts and take it to the Lord, do it. Today is the day for that. Today is a new day. And tomorrow is not promised. Yesterday is gone. We have right now. Amen. But God is amazing. You know how people say tomorrow is not promised, right? And I believe that. But God did even better than promising promising tomorrow. He promised us eternal life. So today is a good day to face your fears, to confront your doubt, 
or bring your fear and doubt to the Lord. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 14, verse number 28 to 31. Verses 28 to 31 in Matthew chapter 14. A very popular story in the scriptures with the disciple Peter. So fear and doubt, Matthew 14, 28 to 31. Let's go for it, man. Because this is the season. You know, people say, this is the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Right? Okay. Good morning, Sister Joanne. God bless you. It's good to see you on the morning, Devo. This is also the season to expect God to do and to deal with our fears and our doubts. And listen, don't tell nobody I told you this, but Christians have doubts. I might have some doubts. You may have some doubts. Um, And that's promoted by fear of the unknown, right? Fear promotes doubt. And doubt is connected to fear. And I'm going to show you that in a story that's very popular in the scriptures. um, Matthew 14. So let's pray. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or any prayer requests. I'm a prayer warrior. So I would love to have the opportunity. I'll be honored to pray for you in your prayer requests. Amen. I've seen prayer work so many times. Amen. Uh, I can't say it works all the time. Prayer. I can't say that because I haven't seen all my prayers answered. And just because I haven't seen it with my own four eyes, right, doesn't mean that it has not been answered. Or I might be, you know, not paying attention to answered prayer, if you know what I'm talking about. So whatever the case is, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or any prayer requests, don't ever hesitate. There's a, there's always someone available to handle your concern, prayer, request, comment. Amen. No matter if you're listening or watching live, whenever you get the opportunity to share it, as long as it's not you know personal information like your address, your bank account, all that stuff, you can share it on the live stream. If you want to privatize, you can always inbox me from any social media platform that you're watching or listening from. And if you're listening from the podcast, there should be a way to connect with me from whatever platform you're listening to the podcast from. And we can do it like that, too. If all else fails, live.soulwinnerswithaz.org is the go-to. I I really made that website to be a place for a safe place for us to hang out and, you know, share each other's life experiences. Amen. Sister Joyce, good morning. God bless you. Good to see you on the morning Devo. Sister Joanne says, I asked you if you could please pray for me. I am in so much pain. I have stitches on my one side and on the other side, and it's so painful. I had surgery for a hernia. So we'll include that right now, Sister Joanne, in the prayer. Hold tight to the Lord who gives you comfort. Amen. And I'm pretty sure they gave you pain meds. Um, to try to ease the pain. But we believe in a God that could touch the areas that are troubling you. And he could relieve the pain right now. I truly believe that. Amen. Uh, but remember, we're still in a broken world. And things will happen to our body physically, emotionally, and spiritually. But God has a great plan for us. And this is not our home. So we're going to go through temporary suffering for the time being. Amen. But I'm going to pray because I know I don't like to be in pain either. I'm going to pray for that as we pray and we start the morning Devo. So are you ready, fellow saints? Amen. Um, Let's join in prayer for Sister Joanne and let's pray for today's morning Devo. Father, I thank you. We come to you, Lord God, like children because we know you are our father and you love to lavish us with gifts 
you love to offer us peace and joy and give us hope. We thank you, Lord God, that you are working a great work in our lives continuously, day by day. Thank you for every single breath we have, you've allowed us to take. Thank you for every step you allowed us to walk towards your direction. Thank you, Lord God, for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that lives within every single child of God. And thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. I pray, Lord God, that we have any doubts, if we have any fears, that we will bring those doubts and fears to the surface and bring it to you. And confess those things to one another. And if it causes us to sin, we confess it to one another so that way we may be forgiven and healed at the same time. And I thank you, Lord God, for Sister Joanne, that although she is experiencing pain in her body, you have her alive. You have her well. You have a purpose and plan for her life. So saints, join me in the healing prayer, a touch of heaven over Sister Joanne's body in the name of Jesus. Sister Joanne, touch whatever areas that are you're experiencing pain in. And I'm believing that God will touch those areas with you as you touch them. In Jesus' holy name, I pray that the pain will subside, that the pain will lessen. And that, Lord God, you will get the honor, glory, and praise as she calls on you, calls upon your name, Jesus, our healer, our redeemer, our savior. So we pray for peace. We pray for comfort and we pray pray for the pain to be relieved over Sister Joanne's body. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So amen, Pastor Michael Jakes. God bless you. It's good to see you on the morning, Devo. In Jesus' name, yes, amen. So we're agreeing, Sister Joanne, um, in prayer because we know prayer works because we're praying to a living, holy God. And he's righteous, he's loving, he's merciful, and he's full of grace. And I thank him for his grace every day, actually. Because if it wasn't for the grace of God, where would I be? So let's take an opportunity to share this out. 60 seconds to share this out with as many people that come to mind. If you know people right now that are not on social media, no problem. Send them straight to live.somewinnerswithaz.org. Let's go for 60 seconds. Share this out. And when we come back, we'll be in Matthew chapter 14, verses 28 to 31. I'll be right back. Amen, amen. Let's get into it. Matthew chapter 14, 28 to 31. Today's morning Devo. Amen. Is dealing with fear and doubt. Um, even during this season, there's so much going on, first and foremost. So listen, I'm concerned with what you're concerned with as well. But most importantly, God is concerned with what we're concerned with. Amen. And He's the one who sees us. He's the one who knows us. He's our creator. And 
I have to make a big correction because for years I've been saying this without explaining it. We're all created in the image of God. I say that all the time. The Bible says that Adam and Eve were created in his image. He created them, male and female. Amen. But since the fall of man in chapter 3, I have to say that after the fall of man, then we've been created in the image of Adam because we have a fallen nature now. Amen. So that's why we have to get born again to receive, right? What Jesus offers is a born again experience. Then we're born in spirit and water in the spirit, right? Uh, and in truth. And we are in the spirit of God. Amen. When we're born again and now we're regenerated, we're transformed. And now we no longer have that Adamic curse in us anymore. Now we have Holy Spirit God in us. Amen. I've been saying that for years without explaining it because I didn't want nobody... I don't want nobody to be confused with that. Amen. So forgive me if, if that caused any confusion. We cancel all confusion out in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I've been thinking about that lately. And I said, let me um just make sure I explain that a little bit more. What I mean about we're all created in image image of God. Amen. So let's go for it. Let me show you what I what God gave me and what I have today for us. Amen. So here it is. Here it is. And Let's go for it. Oh, it's the wrong thing here. Where is my presenter? There we go. Fear and doubts. Matthew 14. This is verses 28 and 29. Very popular scripture. Amen. Very popular story in the Bible. Then Peter called to him. Lord, if it's really you. Tell me to come to you walking on the water. Peter is, that's Peter, (laughs) all day, every day. Amen. Verse 29, yes, come, Jesus said. So it's confirmed that this person is the Lord Jesus Christ. So Peter went over the side of the boat, listen to this, and walked on the water toward Jesus. Walked on the water toward Jesus. Verses 30, and 31. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Now, I'll be the first to admit, ain't no way I'm going to get out of that boat and walk on the water. Even if I knew that was the Lord. But that's me. Peter is not me. Peter is not you. So Peter said, listen, if that's you, I trust you so much that I could walk on this water and go towards you. And he did it. The Bible says that he did it. It's a couple of steps on the water. I was talking to my uncle a couple of weeks ago. And um, he was telling me that there have been other instances of people walking on the water. That basically there's no need um, to give Jesus any kind of superior credit for walking on water because people have been walking on water for centuries. My response is, okay. (laughs) This is the story about Peter and Jesus. And Jesus was walking on the water. If you read Matthew 14, right, the whole chapter, you'll get to know why They were making sure that this was the Lord Jesus. Why? Maybe because they never saw people walking on the water from that time in history. 
Or maybe they couldn't see Jesus. Maybe he was too far at a distance for them to make clear of who he was. But when Peter saw that it was Jesus, he said, listen, ask me. Because he needed to get over his fear about, you know, first of all, it was that a ghost? That was took like, they were a little fearful of if that being a ghost or not. And secondly, um, he wanted to get the boldness, amen, to get rid of any doubt that if it was Jesus, the Lord, the Christ, the Messiah, then Jesus would have the power and authority to allow Peter to walk on the water. That's what happened. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. That's me all day, every day, right? If I would have been there, that would have been me all day, every day. I would have been terrified and I would have looked at my surroundings, look at my situation, and then I would have been like, wow, I'm walking on water. Then I would have looked down on the water. Then I would have sank too. Save me, he shouted. And listen, that's big right there. A lot of people are walking around with fear and doubt. And they're asking everything around them to save them. They're asking every person around them to save them. They're trying to get out of their fear by doing things, courageous things and all this stuff. They're trying to um, stop doubting um, by reading books and all that. They're forgetting one most important thing, the most important person to call on. They're calling the wrong things out. They're calling on the wrong people, grabbing onto the wrong things. Most times in your life, I would say all the time, but let me just say most times, just to have respect for people who don't believe. When you say, save me, Lord, Jesus will reach out and grab you if you have faith. And listen, you don't have to have a lot of faith. Jesus said, you have so little faith. So even with the little faith that Peter had, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Even with the little faith I have, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and grabbed me. The little faith that you have, Jesus will reach out and grab you. Jesus said, why do you doubt me? That, ladies and gentlemen, is a good question. That is a real good question. Amen? I don't want to overlook that question. Why do I doubt Jesus sometimes? Why do you doubt Jesus sometimes if you do doubt Jesus? When I say I doubt Jesus, I truly 100% believe in the Lord. He changed my life 100%. And I don't think I have a lot of doubts anymore. But there might be some here and there, so I'm not going to say that I don't doubt the Lord. Oh, I really don't, but I'm just going to not be that you know, crucial on myself. But um, if you have any doubts, I believe fear promotes doubt. So whatever is unknown, you ever been to a place where like, I don't know how it's going to be when I get there. How are the people going to receive me? Um, Am I dressed okay? Um, You know, you have these ideas of how other people are going to receive you. And those sometimes turn into fears. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen when I get there? Who's going to acknowledge me? That will start making you doubt. Fear promotes doubt. You could ask anybody if that's true or not. When you're fearful of something, you'll stop doubting yourself or doubting that something or that someone that you're approaching. So I doubt if this person's even going to recognize who I am. I doubt if this um, leader is actually going to, you know, notice who I am. Fear promotes doubt. Now, what happens when you put fear and doubt together? 
LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So fear is promoting doubt, and now you're actually doubting now. What happens? Well, now you have made a connection with two things that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. And when we doubt God, amen, you're actually telling God that you're not enough. That's basically what we're doing. Amen. But God can handle that. Don't be ashamed. I mean, people have questions. I have questions. You have questions of why certain things happen. Why does God allow certain things to happen? Right. I hear questions all the time and I I honor people's questions. I don't make fun of anybody's question, even if it's a common question. I'll tell you it's a common question, but I won't make fun of your question. Um, Your doubts. Hey, join the crew. A lot of people have doubts. The fear is not a spirit that's given by God. That's something that we should know. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So fear is trying to engage your way of thinking and it's trying to promote doubt in your life. Then there's something going on. There's something turned off and you need to turn that thing back on. There might be a disconnect. You might not be in your word. You might be praying. You might not be speaking to God. Your surroundings might be um, ungodly. Your surroundings might be, you know, hellish. No, we have to join together, link arm in arm. The body of Christ is alive. The church is an organism, not an organization. The body of Christ is alive. We need to deal with fear and doubt, confront those things, amen? Or if we can't figure it out, bring it to the Lord. Or if we don't get to the Lord before that, amen, we could call upon Jesus to save us, rescue us. And then he will grab us and hold us and keep us. The Bible says that no one, if you're in the hand of God, no one could pluck us out of the hand of the Lord. No one, nothing, no demon, no devil, no no doubt, no fear could take us away from God. There's no one, nothing. Nothing is more powerful than God. No one is more powerful than God. But what we do to ourselves could be a hindrance to what God wants us to do. Amen. In this world. Fear and doubt. Might as well say they're cousins. Because they go hand in hand. Peter had good reasons to get out that boat and walk. Because he saw Jesus do miracles. He trusted Jesus to be the Lord. But he had to make sure, amen, very wise of Peter to make sure, because a lot of people come in the name of the Lord, right? To this very day, a lot of people are coming in the name of the Messiah. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me, tell me to do something and I'll do it. Well, tell me to come to you walking on water. He was like, 
Don't tell me to row this boat closer to you. Tell me to walk to you. Let me walk on water. Let me have that power that you have at that moment. Jesus granted. He said, yes, come. I was going to say granted his wish, but Jesus is not a genie. He answered the question and his answer was yes. Come. So you don't have to tell Peter no more. Amen. You have to tell Peter more than that. Got over the boat, off the boat, on the side of the boat, and walked on the water toward Jesus. That's an amazing thing. And according to my uncle, people have been walking on water for centuries. According to me, I've never walked on water. My faith walks on water. Amen. And I believe if I was in a situation when it comes to water, because Lord knows my swimming abilities, it would have to take a miracle for me to survive in waters, deep waters. And I trust God enough. And I will be calling out on God if I'm in that situation. I'll be calling on the Lord to rescue me and save me. And I'll have my hand up, not for the lifeguard guard that's on you know deck, but for the lifeguard, the life giver. Amen, the Lord. And I believe that he would come. Matthew 14, very popular, very popular story. Amen. Some people uh, might call it a Sunday school story as if it's lesser than the word because it's still the word. Amen. Um, I don't understand why people try to lessen things. Oh, that's a Sunday school thing. It's the word of God. Listen, I'm blessed in my church to have a kids ministry, children's ministry that teach our children the word, man. What a blessing. Because they're going to be facing some other type of stories. They're going to be facing some other kind of ideas. They're going to be facing some other kind of belief systems. And because we have men and women of God that pour word into our children, your young ones, from you know, from babies all the way to teenagers. And then we have the young adults, the, the, the young adults, the millennials we call them. I call them young adults. Millennium sounds like they're from another planet. But um, we need to word, we need to have the word work in our lives. We need to pour into one another the word of God. So that way we have little faith. Amen. Because we don't need a lot of faith. Don't we just need a mustard seed faith to move mountains? So, yes, I might have little faith. Some people might think I have no faith at all. Amen. I know people who who are. Let's see. I don't know what's what's the right word. Who are accelerated in their faith and their walk with the Lord? Amen. More than I am. Amen. If that's how you how you do it, it's not a competition or anything. I don't want nobody to get the wrong ideas. But I know people that make me feel like I'm not even a Christian. I'm not even a believer. Amen. Because they're so um, in the Word and they're on fire for the Lord and they do what God asks of them to do. They don't hesitate. And they might have a little touch of doubt, a little touch of fear, but they do it anyway. Some people say, do it afraid. If God asks of us to do something, if God asks of you to do something, and you're fearful, do it afraid. Amen? And if you're doubting it, do it anyway. Do it doubting. Because God is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. So if God, the Lord Jesus, asks of us to do something, let's do it. There are people dying without Jesus. And hell will be occupied. 
Amen. It's my job on this earth, amen, um, to bankrupt hell, amen, and really uh, populate heaven, amen, with the gospel message. I can't save no one, that's for sure. And thank you, Jesus, that you didn't give the opportunity or you didn't give that to anyone on this earth because if anyone had that ability to save and transform, then they will be going around saying they are the Lord. They will be going around saying that they are God. And there's only one true, living, holy, righteous, loving God. And we know him through the Father, we know him through the Son, and we know him through Holy Spirit God. Three persons, right? One God. Not three gods. Like my uh, Muslim friends say that Christians believe in three gods. No, one God. So are doubt and fear connected? Can you see the connection with doubt and fear according to Matthew 14 verses 28 to 31? Can you see that there was a little hesitancy in Peter and the disciples? They were hesitating. Fear will cause you to hesitate. We might miss things. You know, when you play sports, there's certain sports that you can't hesitate. For instance, for instance, boxing. You hesitate to throw your hand up, to block a punch. That hesitation might get you knocked out. You hesitate to hit somebody with the right hook. Amen. And that might cause the other person to bob and weave and get out of the situation. It might be doubt. It might be fear. But I'll tell you one thing. Fear promotes doubt. And once you start doubting, I know people, I do online marketing. I haven't done it as much as I used to. Amen. Just because I have kids. And um, that takes a lot of my time. Amen. I have other things to do. I'd rather spend that time with my kids um, for the little time that I have with them. Praise the Lord. And But when I did it hard body, strong, right? Online marketing. When I would present an opportunity to make money online, so many people had so many doubts. And they would say, oh, that's a scam. No matter if they saw me making money with it or not, it was a scam. And I remember this one lady literally called me out. She called me up to call me out. says, you said this was a free uh, membership or whatever. And it was true. It was free. They said, why are you asking me for money? And I was like, for what? I never asked anybody for money. It's a free membership. No, it says it right here uh, that you have to pay this, that, and third. Yes, if you want the business part of the opportunity. If you want to get a business done, you have to spend money no matter, you know, free membership. But if you want to do the business part, there is money involved. I've never, I have yet to meet a business owner that has not spent money in their business. But anyway, she kept on and kept on and kept on. I said, what is it that I could do for you? What is it that you want um, to uh, be successful at? I want to make money. I said, well, to make money, you have to spend money. You have to make an investment. And that investment is not in me. That investment is in yourself. But people have so many fears and doubts that everything is a scam. No way. A friend of mine, a close brother in the Lord, sent some information to my home um, because he's doing something that a lot of people don't know about finances. Amen. I'll let him explain it one day. But I said, wow, that makes sense. But because um, I wasn't the one that was in charge of a certain situation, I passed the information on to someone else. And then when someone else opened it up, opened information, oh, this this can't be true. Because people doubt and fear promotes doubt. Doing something different, people might have fear of doing something different. That's why change is hard for a lot of people. Um, doing something new is hard for a lot of people because they're comfortable where they're at and fear will promote doubt. So if they're fearful of the unknown, a lot of people don't go to God because they fear him 
because he's unknown to them. But once you get to know God, amen, the doubts, first of all, fear will go away. You have reverence for God, but you won't be afraid of him. Like, oh, here comes God. Let's run. No, when you see God, amen, and his presence is there, you run towards him, not away from him. And doubt, you'll have doubts. Everybody will have doubts on this side of eternity. Amen. But God is showing himself to be true. God is showing up daily in people's lives. God is showing up daily in my life. Every breath that I take, that's proof to me that there is a God. It's not because of energy. It's not because of karma. It's not because of crystals. It's not because of sage. It's not because of um, vibrations and energies that people are talking about popularizing. It's not because of the universe. It's because the creator is over his creation. Amen. And Jesus, all things were created through him, for him, by him. Read your scriptures in Colossians. But anyway, I don't know why I went down that road. Fear and doubt. Causing us to really stagnate. Causing us to stop in our tracks and do nothing sometimes. Sleep all day. Worry all day. Doubt all day. Um, curl up in fetal positions. Because fear and doubt. Uh, fear promotes doubt. And doubt is connected to fear. So today we could break free from that. First of all, we, haven't, we don't have to have fear. The Bible... People say that there's 365 days in the year and there's over 365 or 365 scriptures that talk about not to have fear, to not be afraid. Amen. I haven't looked that up. Amen. That's something you could Google if it's true or not. Well, I know there's a lot of scriptures for sure that did tell us not to be afraid because God is with us. Doubt. We have disciples who doubted Jesus. We had Leaders in communities or religious communities that doubted Jesus of who he is, who, who he was, his identity. There's people today that doubt Jesus. Amen. For whatever reason, I'm not the, you know, the arbitrator of the universe. I'm not the judge of the whole universe. I don't know everybody's intentions, but God knows everybody's intentions. He's the judge. Amen. And he knows your heart. He knows if you're battling with fear, he knows that it's connected or it's promoting doubt. And he knows that doubt is connected to fear. But do you think God, the loving God, the saving God, wants us to live in fear and doubt for the rest of our lives? Think about that. You think so? I doubt that. Amen? And I have no fear when it comes to God um, and his word. I have no fear whether or not it's true or not because I've tested the word of God to be true. And I have news, man. You could do the same thing. This is not... The mystery of God is a mystery. But he revealed himself. Amen? God is beyond us finding out, but yet he revealed himself through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Old Covenant, he sent prophets. He spoke to animals. He, he did signs, miracles, and wonders uh, with, with creation. He came in the, at night as a fire and the day as a cloud. He showed and led the people, spoke audibly, spoke through the spirit, spoke through burning bushes. Like I said, he, he did all of that. And people still had fear and people still had doubts. So what did he do? He didn't create Jesus. He sent himself in the form of a man named Jesus the Christ from a virgin birth. Very important, virgin birth. That's what we celebrate on Christmas season, the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus. And... He brought the message of the kingdom to his very own people first and his very own people rejected him. Why? Fear and doubt. <laughs> it, it just is human nature. Amen.
But thank you, Jesus, that God, you are not of human nature. Amen. You created human beings. Human beings didn't create you. Lord Jesus, thank you for that. So what step of faith are you considering taking today? Take that first step. Uh, I was doing, um, I, I'm doing a 100 push-up challenge on my own. I'm not going to broadcast it like I did a couple of years ago. Amen. I'm doing it 100 push-ups every day. My wife was looking at me and said, wow, that's impressive. I can't even do one. I said, yes, you can. Everybody starts with one. It could be one push-up, one idea, one scripture, one Bible reading, one Bible study, one morning devotion, one prayer to the Lord. Everybody starts with one. Amen? So we all have an opportunity to start over. Today's a new day. You're dealing with fear. You're dealing with doubt. Confront those things. Where is that fear coming from? Because like I said earlier, that's not a spirit of the Lord. The Lord didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of a sound mind, right? Courage and boldness. He gave us a spirit of God, Holy Spirit. Doubt, it's a lot of questions. Amen? But if you doubt the, the Word of God, if you doubt the Lord, you, you might doubt Christianity. Sometimes I doubt Christianity too. The religion, Christianity. Uh, okay? Well, why are you doubting? And I could guarantee... I could challenge you with this. I, be, I believe I could challenge you down that that's connected to some fear that you have of the unknown. Or you might have been hurt by religious people and now you're fearful to connect, reconnect with the body, reconnect with the church. Amen? Thinking that that's the only way to Christ. You know, the church is not the only way to Christ. The only way to Christ is to go to Christ. Amen? And He will save you, transform you, renew you, give you the born-again experience dwell in you by way of Holy Spirit and He will guide you and lead you. So that way, if you face any fear and any doubts, He'll be with you in real time, dwelling inside of you, living inside of you. Yes, it sounds amazing because it is. If you fear that, if you doubt that, amen, I challenge you to go to the Lord. Read Matthew chapter 14. Look at a man, Apostle Peter. He was not sure in the beginning, but then when he realized that it truly was the Lord Jesus walking on the water. Then he connected with that. His fear went away for that moment. Amen. His doubt went away for that moment. And he stepped out and did a miraculous thing that I've never seen anybody do. He walked on water. Amen. Towards the Lord. But when he saw his surroundings, what came back? His fear and his doubt came back. He started sinking, but he knew enough to call out to the Lord. And then what the Lord Jesus do? The Lord Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. He will immediately reach out and grab you with our fears and our doubts when we take it to him. Now, I'm out of time. I hope you get what I'm saying. Read Matthew chapter 20, oh, Matthew chapter 14 for yourself. Amen. Um, the whole chapter. So thank you for hanging out with me for this little time that we had today. I bless you all in the name of Jesus. Thank you for hanging out with me. Amen. And there is uh, something missing. Before I leave, I won't be able to leave until I get this back. So bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's been very glitchy lately over here, but, uh, let's see, I'll get it. We'll get this on in no time. Let's see, where are you? Beauty, the beauty of lives, man. Something goes, you just get it back. Amen. So I thank you so much for hanging out with me. 
It's been an amazing time every time we get together. I believe so. Um, sometimes my wife asks me, how was the morning Devo? I said, I think it was good. The word of God is always good. So I don't, I don't worry about it too much. Amen. So, and something literally just disappeared on me, ladies and gentlemen. My apologies. So let me stop the podcast for now. Amen. So that way they know uh, that they could be dismissed. God bless you all on the podcast.